When my son was diagnosed with autism, I will tell you that I was in complete denial. I couldn't say the word autism. I couldn't write the word, read the word. I couldn't even hear the word. None of it. I remember at our first big IEP meeting after I had just been told that my son was autistic and I had to sign the IEP and one particular document had his diagnosis on it. And I remember not being able to put that pen on that paper to sign it. And my hand was shaking uncontrollably. So my hand couldn't hit the paper, but one thing that did hit the paper were the tears streaming down my face. It's crazy how I remember that day and the emotions like it was yesterday. I hope that in today's episode, it helps you to accept and move forward to helping you to be the courageous mom that I know you are, to advocate for your child and get them what they need to live their best life. So let's do this. Hey, Courageous Mom, I want you to know that you are so brave, raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. I love the on this day feature on Facebook to look at memories and old pictures of what I was doing in previous years on that same exact day. And they always tend to bring a smile to my face or make me realize how much children and a consistent lack of sleep has robbed me of my youthful looks. And today's memories went much deeper than a smile and a reminder of a fond memory. So there is this particular picture that I have, and it was for a half marathon that I had run in September, but a picture and a memory that had come up was in preparation for another half marathon that I had done. And this particular picture was of my son and I at the end when I had just finished the first half marathon. And it just brought back so many memories of listening to that first time that I had received his diagnosis. And that picture really truly does paint a thousand words. And it's such a big story behind it. And that photo just really means so much to me. It's where my whole entire journey began with speaking about autism and our family and where I started running and raising money. And in this photo, and I will share it on Instagram, um, I had absolutely no idea 
where it would take me all these years later. So my son is 12 now and he was diagnosed at three and it's nine years of this and it's it's crazy. So when this photo was taken, again, it was just right after I had crossed the finish line of my first half marathon and it was September, 2012. And a year earlier, I had just received the autism diagnosis for him. And many people that knew me back then knew I never talked about it. When it came to autism, as I mentioned, I could not say the word or write it or read it. It wasn't that I was ashamed of my son and who he was, so I need you to know that right now. It was just that I desperately feared what that label would mean for him and his future and how others would look at him and treat him. I didn't want to put limits on him, and I didn't want people to just see a disability and never focus on all of his abilities. And that was such a tough time for me and I'm not proud of how I handled it at all. But I handled it the best way that I could at that point in time. I retreated and I kept to myself. I started running to help me get out of my funk. I decided that to help me process it all, I was going to sign up for a half marathon so that I could focus more on something positive and to set a goal for myself. More of a distraction, but a great one. It was something to help me focus on the good. And to force myself to accept the diagnosis, I told myself that I was going to get involved with an organization that raised money for autism. So I signed up for a race and raised money for autism. I figured that would give me plenty of reasons to talk, read, and write the word autism, and I needed that. So with fundraising, I knew that was going to cause me to get the practice that I needed and to break me out of my shell. And that's really where it all began. During my training runs, my head would race with thoughts of my son. And I'll admit, I thought a lot of why him God. And yes, I feel very guilty for asking that question because I now know why not him. But it is part of the process. And I think that as moms, you really need to allow yourself to go through what you're going through. And I know for me, I had to go through that period of throwing myself a pity party and hiding under the blankets for a couple of days and maybe more after that that I would like to not admit to, but it was part of feeling all the feelings. But I knew that I couldn't hide under the covers forever and that I was needed by both my children and my husband. And so that's when I took my anger, my loneliness, and fueled my training runs while fundraising made me focus on helping and making a difference. I was heavy into my real estate career at that time, so my days consisted of searching for homes for clients and Googling all I could about autism. But hey, I was now typing the word for that Google search, so something was working. And shortly before the race, on Labor Day weekend of 2012, I had a run-in with an absolute ignorant man at the beach. I was with my son, my daughter, and my mother. And my son, he loves the water, but sand, he's not so much a fan of. And he completely fell apart and had a meltdown. 
when I applied sunscreen to him because he's also not a fan of sunscreen. So the combination of sunscreen and sand were all too much for him. So you could not ignore his screams and he was running and I was chasing him all over the beach. And I finally got him and brought him back to our blanket when I hear a little boy that was right next to us say to his dad, why was that boy screaming like that? To which the father responded nice and loud so that he was sure that I heard him. That right there is the perfect example of bad parenting. And I'll never forget it. And I really do remember it like it happened five minutes ago. My blood was boiling and the adrenaline was running through my body like nothing I had ever experienced before. And I asked my mom to head to the water with the kids so that I could head over to this man and I needed to say something to him. This was my breaking point and I couldn't stay quiet anymore. So I went up to the man's blanket and said that I couldn't help but overhear how he felt that my son's meltdown was a perfect example of my bad parenting. And I remember his smug look and his cocky attitude as he nodded, yes. And I corrected him and I told him, I want to let you know that his behavior is actually the perfect example of autism and you're the perfect example of an ignorant man. Actually, instead of man, I used the synonym for donkey. So there you go. His smug look definitely immediately turned to embarrassment and he started to say sorry. And I just turned and started to walk back to the water. And I remember smiling and my hands shaking and I was feeling a sense of relief that I had said aloud that my son was autistic. And from that, I then went and posted my experience at the beach on Facebook. And that was the point that I had started writing about it and had publicly let friends and family know about our son's diagnosis. I don't think it was a shock to many when they read it. I think it became more of a, oh good, she does know sort of thing for some. So race day came and I was excited just to get it done and over with. And I knew my family would be there waiting for me as I crossed the finish line. During my run, I thought about all that had brought me to that day and the journey that I had been on to get there. I also was worried about my son and how he was handling the commotion at the finish line as they waited for me and if all was okay with my daughter and her nap schedule. So I tried to run faster, which only backfired on me. I was so close, but I was so tired, physically and emotionally drained by the last year of my life. I was nearing the last corner where I'd turn and head to the finish line, and it just all hit me. I started weeping like a crazy person as I ran. I just wanted to see my family. I just wanted to see my son. And in comparison to all the miles that I had run before that final turn, this one seemed the longest, and my mind raced with thoughts and personal vows that I was making to myself that only made me cry harder and I was a complete hot mess. I was blessed that one of the seasoned runners and an amazing autism dad cheered me on as I ran down that last leg of the race and I bawled my eyes out as I committed to myself to not let what anyone believes about my son or autism dim my hope and my faith 
that my son will be seen for the awesome person he is and his strengths. And I vowed to make a difference by educating who I can about autism. I knew my fear and not being able to talk about autism came from my fear of people not accepting my beautiful boy for who he is or really understanding what autism is. And I promised myself that I would do what I could to promote autism acceptance and awareness. And it all started with the decision to train, run, fundraise, and finish that race. They were all there to cheer me on as I approached that finish line, which felt like it was never going to come. I saw my boy's face. And in that moment, I dug down deep to race across that finish line and get to him. My ugly tears had quickly changed to a big smile as I got my medal and got a hug from my boy. And then I had my daughter with her big smile and it just made it all worth it. But that picture that just always comes up in my memories that just tells such a big story, it it captures that moment. And it doesn't tell the whole story when you're just looking at it. But to me, it just is a reminder of all that led to that picture perfect moment, which is why I just needed to tell it here. That year leading up to that day that that photo was taken was such a big one. It was so filled with such heartache and pain and just depression. And it was such an incredibly painful year for me, but so much good has come out of it. And since that race, I've gone on to run two Boston marathons, and I would have run my third in 2020, but you know, a pandemic happened. And I've gone on to run and raise money for other organizations, the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation for Autism, as well as the Boston Bruins. Foundation and had the money earmarked. And in 2020, I was actually going to run for our own foundation, which is called the Wicked Awesome Project. And everything has sort of been turned upside down with 2020. But our whole goal behind our foundation that we started was to encourage individuals with autism to recognize their awesome, just to completely embrace it. And we've gone on to provide social events for for families with autism so that they can attend a place where they can be without judgment and feel supported. So obviously 2020 has affected and changed that, but it doesn't take away all that I've been led to do and where I've come to from being at that completely low, low point in my life. They say that the journey makes you or breaks you, and this journey has definitely done both for me. If I hadn't been broken, none of this would have come to be. I wouldn't have run marathons. I wouldn't have started the foundation. I certainly wouldn't have started this podcast either. But everything that happened can be part of the wonderful person that you are, even the tough stuff if you allow it. And I have grown a tremendous amount from the pain. And of course, is it ideal? No, I would have preferred to have grown some other way. But the truth is, we don't learn from the easy stuff. When things are great, there's not a whole lot of learning lessons because 
things are smooth. It doesn't last for long, sure, but things are going well. You're not challenged. You're not dealing with difficult, ignorant folks. So you're not being tested, but it's in the tough stuff, the pain that you do grow, unfortunately. So what are the takeaways in all of this? For me, there's no timetable here. And I want you to know that. You have to do what you need to do. Running and writing was helpful for me. But for you, maybe it's baking, cooking. And if it is, coincidentally, I love to eat, which is another problem altogether and maybe another podcast episode. But hey, if you love to bake and cook, I'm just putting it out there that I love to eat, okay? Um, I think another takeaway is you have to be honest with your feelings. Don't keep it bottled up. If there is something that I could change from that whole year after I had learned my son's diagnosis is that I wish that I had talked about it sooner. I didn't lean on anyone because I didn't want anyone judging him and setting the bar low for him. I didn't want them to limit him and look at him as less than. So grab a person that you trust. I'm not saying that you have to announce it to the world right away. If you're not there, then don't be. And maybe you never want to announce it to the world. But I will tell you that there is a downside to not being forthright about your child's diagnosis. And people do understand more when you let them know what your child is going through or struggling with. It helps them to be educated and not think that they're just some bratty kid because I've experienced plenty of that. But that aside, while you're trying to process it, while you're sorting through the feelings, definitely lean on someone. And if you don't want it to be someone you know right off the bat, then speak with someone, a professional, therapy. You need to talk it out. And there ain't no shame in therapy or medication if taken correctly and it's the right one for you. And I'm talking about this all from personal experience because there is such a stigma when it comes to mental health and it's something that needs to stop. So I have, that's one of my vows is that if I can help someone by just being honest and putting it out there that it's something that I've struggled with, then I will do that because I want others to know that there is just no shame in it. So go speak with someone if you need it. If you want to talk to someone that gets it, I'm here. Join the community on Facebook and talk to others because it's helpful. Get it out. And educating those around you, educating yourself because people are going to be leaning on you and suddenly you're going to be seen as the expert on your child diagnosis. And although you're not an immediate expert, you will soon enough be an expert on your child. And people are going to be looking to you on how to speak with your child and treat him. And they will also most likely learn more about that particular disability through you. So don't get angry at the questions. And when you're educating yourself, there's so many books to read and you can join Facebook groups, support groups, and attend conferences and seminars in regards to your child's diagnosis to help educate and learn about advocating for your child, as well as some of the research and 
new things in the pipeline coming to that can possibly help therapies. So get out there and educate yourself because in turn, you'll be able to educate others. And that is what we need out there. Ignorance is fueled by just a lack of knowledge and education. So it is important to educate ourselves and to not be afraid to talk about it so that we can help our child and the world that they live in. And of course, pray. Couldn't do any of this without prayer. That will always be my biggest takeaway in everything through this journey. So I hope that you have found some comfort in this episode and my story of just how I came to terms with my son's diagnosis. And I think it's really important to connect So if you need someone to lean on me, multiple people, please come join the Facebook community over at Courageously Moms and just search us up in groups and please join and let's do this journey together. So until next time, I'm sending you so much love and don't forget that you need to love yourself so that you can love those kiddos fiercely. And I'm here to remind you every day that you've got this. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.